On the show today, we have Matt Stevens. He's a diet coach and a personal trainer. Hi, Matt. How's it going? And welcome to the show. Hey, Evan. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Welcome to the show. Um, I've been following your Twitter account for a while now, and I, I've been seeing the uh, before and after pictures. Everybody's seen that stuff, and, and I'm, I'm a Photoshop expert, so I could actually know if it's fake or not, and, and yours are absolutely real. And I knew there had to be a great story behind that. And uh, really what I want to ask you is, in your story, you say you hit rock bottom. Now, do you think it's necessary to hit rock bottom before you make that great, great um, transformation? A lot of people are lazy or they procrastinate or they don't keep going with their diet plan or with their workout plan. But for some reason, you were able to focus on your mission because you had hit rock bottom. Do you think it's like that for everyone or is it certain types of people? What do you think? It's a good question. Uh, I, I don't think necessarily, but I think it it's more of a... It depends on who you are. I think, uh, you know, I needed to personally. Um, I think it's easy to be in your comfort zone and not realize, hey, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing this to myself and I'm putting myself in this negative situation until you actually get to that negative situation and then it hits you. Um, I, I think it's really easy to do that. But, you know, some people are able to, you know, stop a bad thing before it actually happens, you know? So I, I think it depends on who you are. So I know, I know you've mentioned, uh, in your story that I read that, that the way you date, how you dated before your transformation, the way you dated after your transformation is, is totally different. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. Yeah. So I would say that, uh, beforehand I, I was very, I would say inexperienced. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of growing up to do. Um, I would say that I was really needy. I had no conception of the masculine and feminine dynamics, no conception of, you know, uh, narcissism, uh, communication. And I had never like, I'd seen successful relationships, but never able to like pick apart why they were successful. Um, there was a lot of insecurities that I let get the best of me at the beginning. And then I believe that it took me going through these specific relationships and uh, having them end abruptly uh, and negatively for me to actually look at myself and be like, man, what did I do? You know, I was, I had always been uh, somewhat retrospective or, or introspective. And so it broke my heart. You know, I, I put everything into it. Uh, I, I wanted them to be successful. I wanted to have successful relationships. It mean, it meant a lot to me and to have those relationships, you know, come up short and not work out really hurt. And so uh, I believe that, you know, uh, the emotions are our, like a natural navigation system. They're a guidance system of our lives. When, when, when something's not right, you feel it. And it, it's hard uh, a lot of the times to find out where that's coming from. What is bothering me right now? What is what is making me unhappy? You know, and then also to throw in another human being into that equation. What is making them not happy? And trying to communicate them with them and find out why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And then, you know, how can you can how can you compromise? And it's 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 very difficult, but. As I went through these relationships, the first one was completely, totally inexperienced. Ruined that one 
uh, I'd say I ran her off. <laughs> um, and then uh, I found, you know, the the red. I'm sure you're. Are you familiar with the red pill? I am. I am. I know something about it. So uh, I stumbled upon that forum. You know, just I was big on Reddit and. Yeah, it's like Rollo Tomasi and the Rational Male and that book and all that stuff. Yeah, Rollo. And so I, uh, you know, got into the Reddit or, or got into the Red Pill and, you know, just started started reading these things about inter, intersexual dynamics and whatnot. And and it was a new it provided a new perspective for me. It was one that I had never seen before. And it starts talking about, you know, men and women, uh, not probably from the best perspective, um, uh, come to find out here, you know, in, in the last uh, year or so. Uh, truthfully, but, uh, my second relationship, I got into that thinking, okay, I, I know what I'm doing now. I know, I know, you know, I'm the man now, not really addressing those underlying insecurities that I had. And I realized that after that second relationship, I still had some growing to do. And this one really hit me hard. And I realized like, man, I start some of the things that I'd read on the red pill. So I went back to the red pill and was like, man, where did I go wrong? And I'd start reading some things and I'd be like, no, you know, I tried that and it didn't work. You know, I, I tried being this way. I mean, you know, maybe I'm not understanding this correctly and whatnot. Well, you know, come to find out, uh, uh after looking at a few other things and, and actually, instead of going from a, a beta alpha perspective, I went from a feminine masculine perspective and I realized what it actually took to become a better man. And I realized that if I became a better man, I would attract a better woman. And I uh, set boundaries for myself. I set standards for myself and for others. So if I went out on a date with a girl and she did something that didn't either meet my standards or she crossed that boundary, she was out. It, it, it wasn't desperation like it was before where I would go out with a girl and, oh, I'm just lonely and I'm, I'm glad I've got somebody. It was like, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not just going to accept just anybody. Yeah, definitely. I've met a lot of people in life who, who can't be without a woman. Say they break up with a girl. They have to be with a girl right away because for some reason their existence doesn't mean anything unless they're with a girl. I've always been the kind of guy that, hey, you know, I split up with a girl. As painful as it is, I give myself time to heal. I give myself time to be uh to take a look back at what went wrong was it picking the wrong person was it things that i did things that they did and i move on from there um you know so that's pretty much the, my approach to that kind of stuff um the red pill i think it's it's great for guys who don't who don't know anything about women who don't know anything about dating but at a certain point you start to realize that the red pill really is a way uh kind of like a a framework in where you could you could learn to be someone who's mentally disordered, a girl who's, who has a cluster B personality. And honestly, I'm not interested in being with someone with mental disorders or any personality disorders. So why, why, should, you know, why would I want to just full-on take the red pill and use it on every woman? Um, it's, it's, that's, that's my perspective on it. Um, I think it's kind of like what you said uh, earlier, which is about the dynamic between male and female, creating, creating that kind of um, the tension between the feminine uh energy and the masculine energy and i think those two things together if you understand those things i think you'll be successful in pretty much any relationship uh, you can be in exactly and, and everybody has their own 
uh, I would say, ratio. Uh, everyone, you know, has these certain masculine uh, tendencies, and, and everyone has these certain feminine tendencies, and they 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 happen in flux of each other. And uh, they whatever comes natural to you, I, I think chemistry. Uh, and, and, you know, I could be wrong. I'm still looking into this, but I believe chemistry is when those those fluxes that you have really, uh, I guess, resonate with the opposite in another person. You know what I mean? So like when you have these certain masculine tendencies in these areas, they have the feminine. Uh, but in these areas, you know, you're able to have the, the feminine and they have the masculine part. So right, right, yeah, I've seen that when the when a girl is uh, in her masculine energy and the guy's in his feminine energy, and that never works, right? Because women want to be with a leader. Bottom line. Oh, absolutely. And if you're not leading, a woman is not going to be sure about you holding the steering wheel. You know, and there's uh, sometimes guys purposely stop driving uh, on the steering wheel because they don't want to lead anymore because they realized, hey, you know what? I'm with a crazy girl. I'm with, I don't want to be with this person. And the and the and the kind of passive aggressive or kind of like the non confrontational way to break up with a girl is to kind of give up on that steering wheel, and sooner or later she's going to get the idea. Hey, on her own, I don't want to be with this guy because he's not steering. He's not uh, a leader. He's not steering the uh, the wheel. And so, I definitely think women want to be with leaders, and uh, not to be a leader means your your relationship's gonna it's gonna fail. Yeah. And again, like I said, some people purposely do that. Uh, to not be confrontational with the girl and kind of give her the idea that she's breaking up with him because it's 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 her it's her idea, right? So she's gonna think, hey, you know what? I, this guy's not leading. I'm gonna get you know I'm gonna leave this guy. He's a loser. I don't want to be around him. But in reality, you know, I know guys who do that, and I've actually done that where I purposely stop leading on purpose so the person could just leave me alone. But yeah, so continue with what you were oh, saying before. Uh, well, just just to uh, I guess iterate what I meant earlier. So definitely, a man should definitely have more masculine tendencies than he does feminine, of course, and the woman should have more feminine tendencies that she does masculine. But in certain aspects, you know, like I said, it, they happen in flux, and, and, and it's uh, it's kind of complicated to understand. But uh, if if you can, you know, uh, have uh, it, I guess if it's harmonious between you and uh, the woman, I think that's really what chemistry is and, and how it. It really works. Uh, it just feels natural. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, um, but no, it really just took a lot of, of me just growing up. And I believe that after the first relationship, you know, I realized, you know, I, even re reading the red pill, they were like lift. And I was like, you know what? You know, I stopped lifting and I, and I, and I feel terrible. I need to get my body back in shape. So it's like, okay, I, uh, time to, to really kick it in gear again. Got back in the gym, uh, started lifting again. Uh, started uh, on a, I did the ketogenic diet. It was the first one that I did and it, it worked. I got re great results. Uh, you know, of course I hit a plateau. It wasn't my ideal picture of what I really imagined myself looking like uh, as far as my physique is concerned. But so how was, did you plateau exactly? You mean in terms of uh, bulking up? No, uh, it was more of losing weight. So yeah. So, cause, um, cause I was, I was fat at the time. And, you know, working out. Yeah, I read, I read your story. You're 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 actually 40 pounds overweight. Yeah. So uh, working out helped to establish a little bit more muscle mass. And because I hadn't worked out in a long time, I was able to build muscle and lose fat a little bit at the same time. And then when I really started to kick in with a diet, it really helped uh, form my physique a little bit better. 
And yeah, I looked better with a shirt on. Like it wasn't how I wanted to look like with my shirt off, but man, I looked better in clothes and I looked better cause I was in a band at the time and I looked better on stage and I stopped drinking and start feeling, feeling better about myself. How many pounds did you lose with a ketogenic diet? I think that I got below 190. So, uh, I think, yeah, it was about, uh, 35 pounds or something like that. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. So, uh, um, but also, you know, uh, was like I said, I mentioned, I got my confidence back and started playing music again and, and it got back on stage and got my confidence back. So it was much easier to talk to girls at, and, and that point, uh, for one, because I was in a band, but for two, I felt better about myself. So that's how I got into my second relationship. Uh, ruined that one, kind of got back out of shape again. But then after this next one, it was like, okay, I, I. So wait, you started to gain weight when you when you got a girlfriend. Yeah. When you didn't have one, you didn't gain weight. And when you had a girlfriend, you started to gain weight. Why do you, why do you think that is? I think it was more along the lines. I don't think it was because of her. I think it was because I was tired of not eating carbs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm Italian. I'm half Italian. So I love pasta. Cool. I'm, I'm part Italian nice, too. Nice. Sicilian actually. So, hey, same here. Uh, yeah. So we're, uh, we're, we love pasta. We love our pasta. So, uh, uh, it, and not only that, but I was tired of going to my grandmother's during, you know, uh, special events and her cook me dessert and saying, no, I, it's like, that's hard to do. You know, your, your sweet grandmother makes you desserts anyway. So uh, I was tired of it, and I, I figured, hey, you know, whatever. I'll just get big and, and lift in the gym, and, and it just it got out of hand. Uh, not not to say that, that I got really overweight or anything, but I wasn't in the physique that I, was, that I felt confident in. You know what I mean? So at that point, after this relationship, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to stop until I get a six-pack. I did everything that I could do by myself. But then it took me actually hiring a coach to show me what to do uh, the entire way through to actually get into uh, a good enough shape where I was actually like, okay, I want to prepare for a bodybuilding competition and step on stage. Um, and so, uh, you know, at that point it was like I was kind of jaded, I, I would say, and uh, still reading the red pill and stuff like that, still not sure of everything and uh, still trying to work out certain things, but I still had like a, a few insecurities and I was just trying to work through all of them, but I had made like so much progress. Um, and then I, you know, I, I still was able just to become better. I focused on, look, just become better, become a better man, get your money right. Uh, you know, get out I, for one, I had to get out of the town that I was in cause it was just a college town and I, all anybody wanted to do was party and all the girls that I was talking to, which there's there's nothing wrong with talking to girls who are students, but it was like, oh, come on, you know, like all they want to do is just go out to the bars. And I'm like, so over that. Uh, so moved to a different town, started kind of started over, man. And it really helped me establish a little bit more confidence in myself. So, I mean, now I'm, I'm dating a girl. She's great. I mean, like, you know, uh, she's she's exactly what I expected and exactly the, the standards that I've set. She's met them. Um, very feminine very sweet. I mean, uh, I've, I've realized now like, okay, I, I like that about her. I like this about her and I'm, I really am able to appreciate her, but I've, I think that I'm able to do that cause I appreciate myself so much more, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. So it was really like being proud of myself and doing something that 
that I was like, man, I'm proud. I did that, you know, and, and established a little bit more confidence in myself. So when you have that confidence about you and it, it shows, you know, people can look at you and, and tell by the way you carry yourself like, hey, uh, that, that dude knows what's up. And, and the way that he talked to me, the way that he shook my hand, the way that he's dressed, like I can respect this guy. He's nice because he has self-respect. Exactly. And so, like, it all starts with you. Uh, what I've learned, it all starts with you and how you treat yourself. When you treat yourself, you don't tolerate the crap from other people because you don't tolerate it from yourself. So the boundary you set for yourself, you naturally set for others. And anybody that had come into my life at that point that stepped over those boundaries, they were gone. It was like, I don't play with it anymore. That's I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm, I'm a cool guy. I, I get along with people. But once they see that you know, coolness as a weakness because they come from a, a background where being cool is – is weak because they're in survival mode all the time and they see that as a weakness and they start fucking with you i'm out i mean i'm out i'm just like hey you know what i don't care what the circumstances are you disrespect me i'm out there's no exactly. point in being here i'm out you know i might i might act like i want to oh you work it out maybe but i'm really just out i think when someone disrespects you on a really really big level they pretty much declared war on you and you need to just disappear uh and, and get out of there well I mean, the thing is, like, what I've learned, especially from from being a personal trainer and a coach, is, say, if I'm training someone and they have a specific goal, well, I've learned uh, from from bad experience that they're not my goals. I'm. It's not my responsibility to chase you down to go to tell you to go get your goals. Yeah, you you can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. You you can't you could take the horse to to the stream, but you can't drink the water for the horse. I mean, they have to want to do it for themselves. Exactly. And and so what I the boundary that I established for myself was, look, I'm not going to take a step until you take a step. And if I take a step, I'm not taking another step until you reciprocate. So and then people just weed themselves out. It's it's great. <laughs> You know, uh, that's what I love. They, they cancel themselves out of my life on the own. They do that. They weed themselves out. Exactly. You just disqualified yourself. So uh, it's so important to set those boundaries, man, because I, I, I really did. I used to let people run over me. I used to accept bullshit from people and, uh, you know, tolerate disrespect. And, and uh, I, I think what you uh, alluded to earlier was getting out of a relationship and feeling terrible because you're not in a relationship. And I completely understand with having your identity rooted in a relationship. I mean, it's really hard. That relationship was, was a part of your life for, for a prolonged period of time. And, and it grew into you, you know, you literally do grow into each other. Um, and so a confident person will take that time to heal. Uh, and this is goes for, I think both men and women. Yeah, I met girls who like go from guy to guy to guy to guy. They never take that time when they break up to heal uh, for themselves. And uh, eventually, if you break yourself so many times, you're not you're not going to be able to put yourself back together. Kind of like Humpty Dumpty. Exactly. And the thing is, like you know, it's it's the unconfident girls that look for another guy before their relationship's over. Low self esteem, definitely. Exactly. Low, and, this, and it's the same thing with guys. Um, but you know, a, a confident girl is going to say, "Hey, you know what? This isn't working for me." You know, I'm, I'm done. And she goes, Hey, I respect that too. If someone says, Hey, I don't want to be with you. All right. See you later. I don't want to be with someone 
who doesn't want to be with me? What's the point? That's kind of weird. Oh, absolutely. And and if, if the guy is confident, he's going to respect these. But, okay, look, yeah. If it's not working, okay, I understand. Plus, why do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? That's kind of strange. Exactly. And, and I, I don't think that a lot of people take that into consideration. They don't think about that perspective. You know, uh, I, I don't believe in begging for someone to come back. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't believe that anyone should beg for me to come back. Like, uh, to me, it's like, okay, when you do that, you're putting the other person on a pedestal and I don't want to have to look down on you and I don't want to have to look up at you. You know, to me, it's a red flag. When a girl puts you on a pedestal so high, you get a nosebleed, you know, something, something's up, you know, something's going on for sure. I already know that's a red flag. Exactly. And I think it's much worse for guys. Um, uh, because we're supposed to be the leaders. So if a, if a girl looks at you uh, and it can't respect you as a leader, man, she can't love you. Like she has to, she has to be confident in you, which is why uh, you have to be confident in yourself. If she sees that you're confident in you, then she can be comfortable, be confident in you, you know? Cause if she's not good, if she doesn't feel comfortable, that's what, cause that's what the, the feminine needs and the masculine, the feminine needs, seeks comfort in the masculine that is why uh women go in groups they 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 do things in groups with each other like you see fitness classes where all the women they go together or they go shopping together uh because there's power there's strength in numbers you know and so that makes them feel more comfortable i'm going with a friend you know when guys man we could just go kind of right we're independent we're like warriors and explorers i mean that's that's essentially our background as men hey I'm going to go watch, like, like I've done it before where it's like, hey, look, I don't want to be here at my house. I, I'm bored. I, I'm going to go uh, watch the football game somewhere, and I'll, t- I'll find somebody to talk to, you know. But uh, it's not very likely that, that, that women do that. There are some, don't be wrong, but from a, uh, uh, I guess, majority perspective, I think that girls feel more comfortable when they have other people around. So as a guy, man, she's, she's, she's got to have – comfort with you she's gotta be able to respect you and she's got to uh be be confident in you uh in order for it to to for for that leadership uh i guess uh relationship to kind of work so let me ask you do you think that relationships are outmoded do you think it's uh it's you know with hookup culture and everything's on tinder and bumble and all these other apps um do you really think that relationships are still a thing it's still com- they're still compatible with today, today's society and i think hookup culture is toxic um and i think a lot of people are starting to realize that uh i i think that our generation especially is uh and and, and maybe even this generation z is eventually they're going to realize it and uh eventually they're going to start passing that that advice down to the younger generations and say look don't do what i did you know uh be better uh, you deserve better. Um, but no, it's, it's a human need to, to feel wanted, to feel important and to develop relationships and, and community. We, we, we need that. We, and and I think that that's a lot of the reasons why people have issues today is because we have so much thrown at us. We, we have never been more interconnected Yet people feel so, still feel so isolated. And 
you know, it's it's like why why do we feel isolated when we we have so much of this? We we've never been more connected with people with social media, knowing what events are going on in your area, um, uh, more groups and 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 whatnot, and more 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 people following each other that 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 think alike and so on and so forth. Uh, communication technology, and yet people still feel so alone. Look, look, I'm I'm in the technology industry. I work on artificial intelligence, and I feel like people put artificial intelligence on a pedestal. It's kind of like uh, they they think it's like this really advanced, uh, complex kind of super technology that's so special and it's more important than real connectivity between human beings. And I put organic technology on a pedestal over digital technology because at the end of the day, when you're talking to someone, for example, on Tinder or on social media, you're really, really not connecting with them in the real world. And there's so many more, it's, it's, it's so much higher resolution to meet someone face-to-face and connect with them than doing it through a, a digital interface. Exactly. Um, I, think, I think it's a horrible thing that, that people have done. You know, people say that, uh, you know, eventually servers uh, or, or bartenders and, and, and a few other professions are going to get taken over by technology. But people still want that person-to-person connection when they go. And I, I believe that that will uh, come into play for sure. But it, it's it's only going to make uh, the people that are really good at what they do more of that value that more valuable because they want to come see the bartender. You know, they they want to come see the server and and talk to them and connect to them and have that human experience. So I think that you know. As we go along, no doubt that technology will help us and whatnot. But uh, I think that there's going to be a point where we realize, like, we still create for human interaction, you know, and we'll still do things in order to get that human interaction. So I think that there's a few things that technology just won't be able to replace. That's a really, really good point. A lot of people are worried about losing their jobs because of artificial intelligence. But, but if you think about it, because artificial intelligence is going to be so ubiquitous, uh, having a human being actually do something for you is going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to cost more. It's going to be it's scarce. Uh, scarcity creates value, right? So if AI technologies is everywhere, it's going to be cheap labor, and uh, human beings are going to be like the highest, highest tier of of labor you can get, and so they would get paid the most. I think, uh, at least, at least my from my perspective or what I've read and whatnot and. What I've kind of agreed with is that the things that, you know, uh, I think that as, as humans, we have a creative aspect about us. And there are these menial jobs where it's just like, okay, uh, place A and B. And, uh, do you know, just, just simple, simple tasks, you know, that, that are going to get weeded out, that we're going to replace. Like, look, let's just get, let's get a robot to do that, you know? But then the ones where, uh, where eventually where we can actually like take care of ourselves and, and have that, that, that care automated, but then more creative jobs and more creative work is what we're going to be. We, we just can't – I don't think that we'll be able to replace those positions with AI. I mean uh, architecture and, and things like that and, uh, and, and still there's still going to be like philosophy and we're going to be able to do things. Uh, did you listen to uh, – do, ha- do you happen to listen to Joe Rogan Experience? I do, I do. I've actually met him a did few you, times at the at the Ice House. Oh, cool. Uh, did you did you listen? I'm sure you listened to the one with Naval. 
I did watch that show. It's a really yeah, great one. I thought that was such a great perspective when he talked about, because that's basically what I'm reiterating is he talked about how uh, we'll be able to do, go, we'll be able to go do more things that, that involve creativity. We'll be able to use it. We'll be able to do things like that. We'll have everything else. Thinking. I know. I know. I think, I think people fear artificial intelligence because they think it's going to rule over us, but in reality, it's going to free us to do the things that we really want to do as creative human beings. Absolutely. I mean, because uh, I can't tell you like how many people I've met with that, that just, they wanted to be an artist or they wanted to be a musician. and But then, you know, reality came and I've got to pay the bills. It's like, OK, well, you know, uh, imagine a world where we're taken care of, you know, but now we can uh, we can do the things that we really want to do. We can we can be ambitious in the way that we want to be ambitious. But I also think that uh, uh, people make the perspective or, or make the point of like Wally, you know, where, where everyone's just riding a go kart around. They're all obese. Uh, I still think that there's still going to be people who want to take care of themselves and still want to work out. I think working out in health is on an uptrend. You're seeing new gyms pop up and, and this gym culture that is, you know, all over Instagram. People want that. Steve, people still want that. They still want to be healthy. Yeah, people use uh, gyms daily now. Uh, clubs are out, and uh, gyms are oh, definitely yeah. out. <laughs> that's where that's where I met my girlfriend was the gym. <laughs> yeah. Switching gears now, let me ask you this: What does your daily meal uh, plan look like? Um, it's kind of different. Uh, it depends on the the current goal. Uh, when I'm when I'm cutting, uh, you know, it depends on the amount of food that I'm consuming. Uh, so the amount of calories that I have, typically my, uh, staple, I like to call them staple meals. Uh, uh, one of them is, uh, chicken and sweet potatoes or bison and sweet potatoes. Uh, another one, I love cod. I love mixing cottage cheese with something. I think cheese is the most complimentary food. Uh, we put it on pizza. We put it in salads. We put it on burgers. We it's, it can go, it can complement anything. We, we mix it with fruit, um, which is what I do. So like lately I've been doing. Uh, cottage cheese uh, with peaches um, because that's my protein. I'll get my protein from the cottage cheese uh, and then I don't have to eat like chicken all day, you know? Yeah, chicken um, gets boring after a while. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm big on flexible, flexible dieting because that gives the person the freedom to pick where they want these macronutrients to come from. Look, some people are, is, I think it's, is it pescatarian where they only eat fish? Yeah, pescatarian. So, yeah, so so pescatarian, they don't want to eat chicken. So if I give you a meal plan and you're like, uh, I don't eat chicken or I don't eat beef, you know, I only eat fish, then that's kind of a problem. But now all I can say is, hey, look, I want you to get this amount of protein a day, this amount of carbs, and this amount of fat. As long as you get these amounts, you can eat whatever you want. Although I recommend that you get these foods from very micro micronutrient-dense foods or nutrient-dense foods. So uh, I like to plan ahead. One of my biggest one of the, I'm a huge advocate for planning and preparing ahead of time when it comes to your diet. Okay, so you mean like meal plans? So like meal plans. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, for breakfast, I'll have just a shake. I, I like to just do something simple in the morning. What kind uh, of shake? Like a, a banana shake? Uh, no, it's just more like a protein shake. I'll just do milk, milk and whey protein, uh, or isolate whey protein. Um, and then uh, my second meal. I'll have like a protein bar. Uh, before I work out, I'll have like a cup of uh, grapefruits. Um, 
Then uh, after workout, I'll have like Greek yogurt and granola uh, with an emergency packet. Or today I did uh, the cottage cheese and peaches. And then at night, I'll eat a steak. Um, so like right now, I'm like 2,500 calories. Uh, and I've got a pretty uh, hefty amount of protein that I have to get. So uh, I've set it up that way to be very uh, heavy on the protein side. And then my carbs and fat, I just kind of, you know, I experiment with. But if I'm, you know, reverse dieting where I'm going up in calories, I'll have a lot more food to work with. But that would be like a typical day for me. Okay. So then uh, what's your workout schedule then like? So it, it really depends. And uh, I, I like to, I don't like to do the same thing over and over again. Um, I like to try different things out. For the longest time, I was doing six days a week where it was kind of like a bodybuilding split, but I'd hit shoulders twice a week. Um, that was something from a coach who gave me, gave it to me in the past. Uh, and then after that, I would did, I did a push pull leg split. Uh, I got tired of going to the gym for six days a week. Uh, cause I do the push pull leg split twice and then have one rest day. Well, then I was just like, okay, you know, I'm going to go down from six days a week to five days a week. So I just did an upper lower push pull leg split every week. And eventually I got tired of that, but I wanted to go back to six days a week. So I went back to the uh, push pull legs. Well, now I'm back down to five days a week, just doing a regular bodybuilding split where it's uh, chest, back, shoulders, legs, and then arms. And I haven't had an arm day in so long. It's a lot of fun to just do arms one day. You know, I like to keep it new and I think, or, or, or keep it fresh. And as long as I'm, uh, holding that plan for a, I guess, a reasonable amount of time and pushing myself, I'm happy. I just want to get in there and kick my own ass. You know what I mean? Like I like to push myself to the limit. So, uh, during your transformation, I'm sure you've learned a lot of, a lot of things. What are your five tips that you can give someone who's starting out and, and who wants to reach your level of, uh, of athletic, uh, performance? What, what are the five tips that you can give them uh, to help them on their path uh, to their transformation? So first, I'd say establish what you want your goal to be. Um, develop a plan. Um, do whatever you need to do to prepare for that plan, uh, whether it be get a gym membership or uh, what diet are you going to do. Find out exactly what how you're going to get to your goal. Um and then just execute, set yourself to it. Uh, you know, you, you also got to really find out what your why is because that's, that's what's going to keep you going. On the days that you don't want to go to the gym, you're going to think back and, and think to yourself, no, nah, I need to go anyway because that's – you got to prepare yourself for those days because there's going to be days uh, – as, as long as I've worked out, there's still days where I just don't want to go to the gym, but I'll make myself go anyway, and I realize that once I get there – and I start moving, I feel ton, a ton better. Um, and then I'd say... Uh, yeah, it's re really good for your emotional state to work out. You know, when you're working out, your mind feels a lot better, a lot uh, a lot more serene. Oh, it's oh, it's very therapeutic. Um, and then uh, number five, I'd say just, you know, uh, make, make the adjustments if necessary. Uh, review and analyze. And then make whatever adjustments you need to learn. Uh, have a be retrospective, you know, uh, what good is a moment if you don't look back at it and say, what did I learn from that moment? You know, uh, you can enjoy it. You can enjoy, uh, you can definitely enjoy something in the moment, 
but you can uh, relive that moment and, and take new new perspectives from it, uh, looking back at it as well. Not ru- not necessarily ruminating, but you know, just just uh, just retrospective. You know. Yeah, no, rumination is uh, definitely a road to depression. I think when people ruminate and look back in their lives in a, in a, in a, in a way where they're not learning anything from it, you're definitely going to be depressed. But if you look back and you kind of take out of uh, what you experience, uh, like lessons, and then use that going forward, I think it's, it's a great tool. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you still smoke weed? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I, I have a few times, but man, I've just, uh, I, 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 I've, I've, I've done better with edibles. Um, I think they do better for me. Uh, I feel better, but every time I smoked, I would just get paranoid and I, and I realized that, that I just didn't enjoy it that much. Uh, and it would just make me complacent is what I learned because if I, right. It makes, makes you a bit, a bit lazy. Yeah. If, if I, if I needed to get things done, uh, you know, and I really want to get these things done. And then someone would offer me to smoke. But, oh, yeah, I'll smoke. And then I'd smoke and then I wouldn't get those things done. And then I'd beat myself up about it. And I was like, OK, well, I really didn't enjoy smoking that because uh, it was like I, I just at, when I smoke, I just don't care. I don't want to do anything. I want to play video games or watch a movie or something. Yeah. So if it's Sunday, it's the end of the week, it's late in the afternoon, I might I might smoke a joint rarely. But, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against like planning it out. If I'm on like vacation and I want to relax or something, it, I may consider. It, you know, right? It's like drinking a beer. Drink a beer, smoke a joint. Exactly. Um, do you still have cheat days, uh, or you, or you don't have any cheat days? Uh, it. To be honest with you, uh, lately I have been very loose with it. I've allowed myself to get. I, I just need to give because it because it's so stringent and so strict uh, most of the time. I need to take a break psychologically. Um, but it also depends on if I'm like competing or, or getting ready for anything. Like if I'm getting ready for a competition or getting ready for a photo shoot, then I'm going to say, okay, I'm just going to wait till photo shoot day and I'll get done with the photo shoot and then I'll go have a pizza. You know, I'll, I'll reward myself like that uh, because there is that psychological aspect of uh, uh, dieting. And uh, it's hard to be disciplined 100% of the time and I do allow, like, I'll tell my clients, like, look, don't beat yourself up. That's the worst thing you can do. Just get back on track. It really doesn't matter. The leaner you get, though, the more discipline is going to be required to get even more results. Um, where can people find out more information about you and, and your and your newsletter, which I know um, people can sign up for that and uh, get tips and get advice uh, that you've learned along the way? Yeah, so I've, I've, I've put kind of the newsletter on hold a little bit. I've, I've been working on a not I don't want to call it an ebook because an ebook sounds like 50 pages or something like that. But I've been working on this short guide um, where I just put together it's just guidelines on how to implement flexible dieting and what to do and why. Um, and I have charts in there. I, I've just simplified it as much as possible. There's no fluff. I'm the, I'm a very get to the point type person. If I read something, I want to know what you're talking about immediately. Uh, there's no stories in there. I think people kind of get my story elsewhere, you know? Um, so I've been working on that and I'm just finishing it up. So now I'm about to start the newsletter back up again. 
So yeah, you can sign up for my newsletter on my website at realmattstevens.com. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter my or Instagram, my handles for both are at Matt underscore S underscore Stevens. Again, Stevens is with a PH. Um, but that's, that's where I am. I kind of limit myself there. Okay. Matt, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Evan, thank you for having me, man. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Hey, if you like this video, please hit like, subscribe, and click on the little uh, notification bell. It really helps us a lot. We're a small team here. And uh, if you enjoyed this uh, interview, uh, there's more interviews uh, that I have on this channel that you could check out. And thank you for being with us.